0: KBBI's Morning News is supported by the Homer Foundation. The Homer Foundation is a community foundation with giving solutions that match what you care about. Your gift can support all nonprofits in our area, including the communities of Nanilchik, Anchor Point, Homer, Ketchikan City, Seldovia, Port Graham, Nanwalloc, and the entire southern Kenai Peninsula. Since 1991, the Homer Foundation has given over $4 million in grants and scholarships. To find out more, visit homerfoundation.org or call 907-235-0541.
1: Good morning. This is KBBI Homer AM 890 and K201 AO Seward 88.1 FM. Today is Friday, February 3rd. I'm Simon Lopez with this morning's news. A Hormur resident died in early January in one of the most deadly plane crashes in Nepal in more than three decades. Hari Pariyar was traveling with three other family members on the 30-minute plane ride from Kathmandu to Pokhura. The plane took a sudden dive less than a mile away from its destination, killing all 72 passengers, including the pilot and crew. Pariyar was 40 years old. The cause of the crash is still under investigation. He is survived by his wife and three children. Two of his children and his ex-wife died alongside him in the crash. KBPI's Desiree Hagen talked to Pariyar's widow, Karina, and has this remembrance. Hari Pariyar
2: was born in Kathmandu, Nepal, the oldest child in a large and complex Hindu family. When Hari was 14, the task of raising several younger siblings fell on him after both of his parents died says his widow,
0: Karina. He had to cremate them in the same way I just did for him, which was probably very difficult. Probably what I'm experiencing right now.
2: Karina says she met Hari on her first day traveling in Nepal nearly a decade ago on the steps of the Shwayambu Monkey Temple. The Monkey Temple is unique because it's considered a sacred place for both Hindus and Buddhists. Hari was raised Hindu, and Karina says she aligns with Buddhism. And despite coming from two different
0: religions, cultures, and continents, the pair hit it off. He felt like home. He felt safe. It was immediate. It was an immediate connection. I trusted that. I'd never really felt that before. Karina says the two fell in love listening
2: to pop music at Kathmandu nightclubs and were married in Nepal after only
0: two months, just before her visa was set to expire. You know, he was just full of life. We met and fell in love dancing. It's just a great way to be. He was just always singing and dancing. After returning home to
2: Alaska, Karina says she began filing the paperwork for Hari to immigrate to the United States. When her visa was renewed, she was on the first plane back to Nepal. It was during this trip she became pregnant with the couple's first daughter, Osha. Within a year of first meeting each other, Hari emigrated and settled in Homer. But the
0: transition
2: wasn't entirely smooth, Karina says.
0: He was a city boy, like he was used to Kathmandu, Nepal, which is like huge, crazy, crazy city. So when I brought him to Homer, he was like, you brought me to a village. And he struggled here a lot. He was finding his way here, but it was hard for him.
2: But Karina says Hari was used to challenges. Although she wasn't aware of it before they were married, Hari was from the untouchable cast in Nepal which ostracized him from higher social groups. People would
0: call him Dalit, which hurt him a lot. But he says that his parents weren't allowed to touch certain things or people, or they weren't allowed in certain places. Yeah, there's just a lot of rules for people that are low-caste.
2: Despite being hurt by it, Hari used the online platform TikTok to produce videos speaking out against the discriminatory system. And he had a pretty big audience in Nepal, with tens of thousands of followers. Some of his videos have
0: been viewed millions of times. He was known, like, he wasn't nobody. He was somebody there. Yeah, a lot of people knew him, and a lot of people thought he was really great and funny. One TikTok video
2: features him with a giant grin in a topi, a traditional Nepalese hat, dancing beside a woodshed against a snowy Alaskan
0: backdrop. Eventually, his platform became more of him just singing and dancing and, you know, just he didn't want to fight anymore. And he would just post videos of himself singing and dancing and building our house.
2: Karina says in Homer, Hari was working odd jobs and gaining skills, which he would then put to use building the home for the couple and their two young daughters.
0: He would just, you know, offer himself up. He's like, hey, does anybody need help? And he was there. He would do it. It didn't matter what it was. He would do it. And he was really proud of himself at the skills he was developing he really he's really proud of the house he was building for us.
2: Karina says she hopes that Hari will be remembered for his perseverance
0: and tenacity. You know he had a lot of struggle on his life, he didn't let that get him down and he tried really hard the best he could to be to be the best you know father and you know he he was trying and she says he
2: was a great dancer in homer i'm desiree hagen
1: A benefit is being held for the family this Saturday, February 4th, at the Downey Saloon from 2 until 5 p.m. with a spaghetti dinner, live auction, and local bands. In other news, the Kenai Peninsula borough is getting almost $1 million from the federal government to make a plan for safer transportation across the peninsula. The money comes from the bipartisan federal infrastructure bill and is part of a grant program called Safe Streets and Roads for All, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced yesterday. There are over 500 total projects being funded designed to prevent deaths and serious injuries on roadways. Robert Ruffner is the planning director for the Kenai Peninsula Borough. Under this administration, the federal administration, they um, rolled out a new initiative, and it has a goal of striving towards zero deaths, zero deaths associated with our transportation. He says the borough is already looking into creating a more comprehensive transportation safety plan when the grant opportunity arose last summer. Ruffner learned that boroughs with formal safety plans open themselves up to more federal highway funding. We went to all the municipalities in the borough and let them know if they didn't already that that this opportunity was out there. And we all got together, you know, multiple times and developed a, a proposal To address all the criteria that the Federal Highways Department was looking for. The Planning Department figured out how much it would cost to make safety improvements to roads across the borough, came up with the $960,000 figure, and submitted the application. Ruffner says they found out that they had been awarded the grant Tuesday. The Biden Harris administration is building out more than $800 million nationally under this grant program, around $2.6 million of which is headed to Alaska. Other Alaska grantees include the City and Borough of Sitka, the Matsu Borough, and the City and Bureau, Borough of Juneau. The Kenai Peninsula's award is much higher than other areas in Alaska, Ruffner suspects. That's because all of the borough's municipalities collaborate, collaborated on the request instead of submitting individual applications. And that wraps up this morning's news for this Friday, February 3rd. And this is KBBI Homer AM 890 and K201 AO Seward 88.1 FM.